Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to Footballistic the Arsenal. We're back for the 27th year in a row. I am Boyd Hilton. Josh Landy, sidekick. Is it about time I stop calling you sidekick, sidekick Josh Landy? Considering you run this whole fucking thing single-handedly and make it work. Um, so, hi Josh. How's it going? I'm very well, Boyd. I was just thinking that would have made me seven when I started doing the podcast with you. Had we been in our 27th well, year? Yeah, yeah. I don't I know what it's... people would have made of me starting a podcast age seven I with know. you. Well, it would have been, it would have been, let's, yeah, let's not go there. Um, and we're joined, but we, for the first part of the new season, we don't broadcast, whatever, we, we don't do podcasts in the closed season because we're like that, because we're lazy. And um, the million other Arsenal pods do do loads of stuff in the closed season. But we are, we are back to go weekly as ever. And we've got our favourite guest for the first podcast of the new season, our pre-season predictathon podcast, the legendary Alex Last Leg Brooker. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Nice Thank to you. be on. I'm sure we're all feeling positive and I'm sure this is going to be... <laughs> Did you watch the Spurs game yesterday? Um, no, I didn't. I was travelling no. back from a stag do and quite frankly, um, yeah, I'm glad. I don't, I don't think that would have helped my hangover by by the sounds of it. I followed it quite closely on, on Twitter, um, which isn't the best place, I must say, for a balanced opinion. No. But um, no. By, by all accounts, uh, having also watched the highlights myself as well, very much looks like room from... A lot of the same. <laughs> exactly. We'll get on, we'll get on to a dissection of what, where we are right now. Um, but first, yes, Josh, I've got to do... Uh, well, the the yeah. first thing, well, the first thing is you've got to read out Yes, I've got to something. read out this message from and our... And then I want to talk about your T-shirt, but oh, you okay, can do the yeah. period first. Yeah, well, let, let me just say that um, the return of football is worth celebrating and Beer 52 are back with us and generously offering free beer to you while watching your team from the comfort of your home. They are offering eight craft beers sourced and curated from the best breweries on the planet for free. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash arsenal 
and just cover the £5.95 for the postage. Beer 52 is the world's most popular craft beer discovery club with over 150,000 members that they send a brand new case to every month. Every month's case has a different theme. Past themes have included beer from New Zealand, South Africa, Korea, and all over America and Europe. As a British independent company, Beer 52 are passionate about the UK craft beer scene, and they continue to support that during this difficult period. But if dark beer is not your thing, you can choose light option, and your case will come with the award-winning beer magazine Ferment, the brilliantly ta- named Ferment, and a tasty snack. Don't worry, though, you can change your mind and pause or cancel your account anytime. So just go to beer52.com forward slash Arsenal and get your first case of eight beers for five ninety five. So, yes, Josh. Well, oh, yeah, I'm, wear- I'm wearing my... I'm very proudly wearing my um, T-shirt, which the, the viewers, the listeners can't see because we're not on video. We could take a photo of it and put yeah, it up. More impressive is is it's a photo, of course, of Saka on his unicorn from the St. George's Park swimming pool. But I did see some companies making these T-shirts. You went to Snappy Snaps. Yeah. Is Snappy Snaps busy these days? I can't imagine they're doing a roaring trade in 2021. Put it this way. Put it this way. I went to Snappy Snaps um, before the final of the Euros to get this T-shirt made. And they were so helpful. They did it in a couple of hours. Then there was a massive queue, funnily enough, of people picking shit up from them when, like, before they closed. This is in Canary Wharf branch of Snappy Snaps, by the way. And the lovely bloke came out and saw me at the end of the queue and went, no, no, come and get your, your, your Bukata Saka t-shirt. I think he may have been an Arsenal fan because he seemed very like, pleased with the whole thing. And, um, yeah, it, was like about, it cost about 12 quid, 12, 13 quid. Looks um, good, mate. Yeah, it's good quality. It's good. It's good schmutter, as we say. Do, do they provide the t-shirt as well? Yeah, they you, provide the t-shirt. All I had to do, yeah, you just have to give them the graphic, the design of the, um, and um, because it, England, England, very handily put this the, the image of Bakaya Saka aboard the unicorn online. Like they were like, do what you want with it. So I got it from there. That's how I got it. I just took the image that. When you say do what you want with it, is there a copyright potential? I don't issue think here? there is because they, because no, because no, they encouraged everyone to, um, I mean, the poor photographer probably isn't getting his due or he or she, his or her due. Someone took the photo, but honestly, England said, here's the image, you know, post it, do what you want. Are you so, selling these on eBay now? Then I'm not saying on eBay, but we should say, Josh, that Alex, our guest, has also has this very <laughs> same image, but even more impressively, on his leg. Oh, yeah, I've got it part of the prosthetic leg. I hope there isn't a copyright issue because they're really difficult. I can't say how strongly enough how difficult it is to change legs. Um, and at this <laughs> stage, it's uh, it's far too late. And it, it weren't like a stick on transfer or anything like that. It's yeah, we got it fully moulded on for the last last leg of the Euros. Um, yeah, it looked brilliant. I watched that and it looked apparently. great. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I'm... most joyous moment of my of my summer, I think, seeing yeah. that unicorn. The whole thing, uh, because every element of Bukayo Saka's Euros, even including the missed penalty in a way, because now we see everyone's like feels really sorry for him. I mean, Spurs fans gave him a fucking ovation when he came on yesterday. That is that that is extraordinary. I, I don't think as much has been mentioned said about that because Spurs and Arsenal fans fucking hate each other, and I can't imagine any other player in any situation apart from Zaka and what happened to him after Mr. Pelton and then the racism and all of that. But for Spurs fans, pretty much on mass to welcome him and give him ovation was absolutely incredible. I thought it's it's like it was, it's an incredible moment. Yeah, an Arsenal player applauded onto the pitch at White Hart Lane. I can't help but feel if we'd have been three 0 up. It may not have been such a true. Nice Maybe with, with it with it being uh, was it nil nil at the time and yeah they they probably looked like they were going to score at some point very soon. So there was a goodwill. There's yeah. goodwill towards us. Exactly, exactly. We have got. We should say we've got a whole menu. Um, Josh 
for the first, it's got a whole menu he's, he's drawn out, which is lovely. But I, I'm going to go off menu because I would like to talk about the Euros a bit. Because Josh, you went to every, pretty much every single England game, didn't you? I, as far as I could tell from your Instagram. And Alex, you went to, did you go to one or two? I went to the final, yeah. The final? <laughs> Fucking hell. You went to the final, raided, raided by all those fucking maniacs with with rockets up their asses, etc. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, our entrance got stormed. The, the guy who gave me my ticket got. I think he got bundled over by by people Jesus kind of Christ. burst in shortly after. So yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was a uh, bleak that bit. Yeah, of it. yeah. It, I mean, that was terrible, wasn't it? Were you were you there for the final, Josh? I, I was there for the final. Yeah, I missed the. Um... Well, obviously, no one really went out to Italy for that uh, Ukraine game. And I wasn't at the Czech Republic game, but I did make it to to the rest of them. It was amazing. And it was amazing to have Saka as an Arsenal hook in the whole tournament um, yeah. to enjoy it. I mean, I loved it. I absolutely loved the Euros. Got, got so into it. Watched even all the non-England games. And I've got to say, that England-Germany atmosphere and the England-Denmark atmospheres were incredible and really all the more so I guess for not being in a stadium for so long um and we'll remember them for a, for a long time it was just yeah the, the saddest possible ending to the to the summer I was actually we the uh, Peter Crouch show uh, was being filmed just a, a couple of uh, a couple of minutes away and um popped in there after the uh England Germany game and it was joyous and they always had a free bar and it was like the the best like party ever and it was supposed to be similar after the uh final and it was like it was appropriately like pissing down with rain and it just was yeah a sad ending and was more like a, a wake and definitely yeah, not i watched party, that so. i watched that it was bleak here yeah, it was bleak. but it alex was bleak. to think just to say about saka because people forget like before before in the in the days leading up to um southgate picking the squad no one thought he was going to make the squad very I, few people I, I didn't think you i was i was wasn't sure 100 percent that he'd make the squad um, yeah. I think Arsenal fans were we were all like hoping, oh yeah, it could be. But all yeah. the all the pundits like Gary, I remember watching Gary Neville. I remember on ITV they're making their predictions in in the preview show they did, and no one said Saka would make the squad out of that lot. Um, and he just when he, as soon as he got his chance in the team, they just did what we've seen we'd seen him do all season. He was playing in a team that weren't exactly uh, having a lot of joy breaking teams down. Yeah, and it's this thing where you go, oh look, he's just getting the ball and having a go and running at them. And it's exactly the same as what we'd seen from, from, with him uh, at Arsenal last season. And it was just made for him. It was made for him. I'll be honest, the, second he, the second he started to walk from the halfway line in the final to take the penalty, I started crying. Yeah, I just, yeah. I knew there was just, I just, yeah, same. it was like that thing where I literally went to the guy next to me, not, not Saka, just not oh. as in... I, it was almost like I just can't bear the thought of him missing this. Yeah. And it, it, was, it was... Also, I did think to myself, you know, some of those pre-season friendlies you get where it like ends in a penalty shootout or something. I was thinking, has he ever had one in one of them? Uh, no. I was yeah. trying to think... Yeah, he'd I, never taken a penalty in, in, yeah. in, a, in a senior game, had he? Ever. I mean, like, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. And it was that was the sort of thing that was going through my mind. And he just... Yeah, it was just that, you know, it was just any anyone but him. I would have loved to have, you know, it not mm. to have been him, but it was. And, you know, look at the look at the outpouring though. I mean, you look at the the video that Arsenal put up online the other day of him coming back to the training yeah. and seeing all those letters yeah. and, and stuff like that. I mean, that's you know, that's what it's all about. And look, as I said, even Sunday, as much as we don't like to give credit to Tottenham fans, I mean, they've applauded him on and he's won the respect and 
he's done that but how good he is yeah i just yeah. hope that this you know i hope that his confidence hasn't kind of been flawed that it doesn't appear to have been i think i don't think so yeah i think he's fine yeah uh, and i you know i'm sure you know i look forward to seeing him in in a struggling arsenal side again <laughs> uh, so yeah done that's not going to get a lot easier for you Bakai. but yeah that's um yeah all, all our hopes and dreams rest with him and, and Emil yeah. Smith Rowe, basically. Those two. That is how many it's like, yeah, we need Bakaya Saka to have a, a massive season again. Yeah. There was a there was a moment in the game. Did you watch the game yesterday, Josh, the Spurs game? I had it on, so I've seen most of it. I had some yeah. family round, but it was it was on. Yeah. I must say Well I'm just gonna say sorry, there, there was an Emil Smith Rowe to Saka uh, movement yes. late on in the game, which was like, yeah, Oh yeah, my this, yeah. this is the dream. This is this is what we we're literally gonna rely on that. Carry on, sorry, what were you gonna say? No, but I, I was trying to officially buy that game from the website oh, and it, it was don't get me started. chaotic. I couldn't. Don't get me started. The what did you fucking do? well because I, I knew it was going to be like this. Because I did. I, this, I had this in the, buying the game, the Chelsea game last week. So it was pandemonium, absolutely shit. Arsenal shit online portal to pay. You're trying to pay, and the money was going to charity, by the way. And half. they couldn't half, but still. I mean, that was the whole fucking point of it, wasn't it? It, it was a mental health charity. It was mine to raise money for mind. Um, and the portal couldn't deal with the number of people trying to buy the game. Well, then you know, and the same happened yesterday. So I bought it way in advance yesterday. I bought it yesterday morning. Because um, I knew that not, all my friends were like, not to have a bit of a throwback to the Ticketmaster days. Yeah, it? <laughs> it was very much that's the Ticketmaster days. Yeah. Sort of throwback, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so loads that's of people absurd. were angry. It's absurd that in this day and age that yeah. you should have. I mean, you know, almost like rush to beat the online. I mean, online queue that shouldn't shouldn't be a thing. But yeah, I couldn't buy it. I was trying. I was like, take my eight quid. It, it wasn't oh, working. Insane. So I found the street. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, frustrating. But, but then, as, um, as yeah. per Alex's um, first words in this podcast, um, having watched the game, and I know it's a friendly, but look, come on, just bearing in mind the lack. And now, first of all, I'm going to say I told you so because I think I signed off from last season. I'm pretty sure by saying every all the all everyone was going on. Oh, there's going to be a revolution in the close season. We're going to get rid of seven or eight Deadwood players. We're going to bring in seven or eight members. This was never ever going to happen. In, not just in this climate, but no team, no major team ever makes that kind of revolutionary change in their squad, let alone Arsenal, who, who are famous for our indecision and lack of action. And now well, here we are, Alex, with, a, with literally four or five days to go to the start of the season, the tough away fixture at Brentford, who are going to be desperate to impress on their first game in the Premier League. And we've got, a pre, we've got some new players, but basically, when you think about it, with, um, with uh, Odegaard gone, and we haven't replaced him. We're actually a bit down. We've actually got fewer creative players than we had last season. If you don't count Lukonga, for example, as a creative player, I mean, he did pretty well. So I'm like, the big problem of last season was creativity, and we've got less of it. I am quite pessimistic. I will. Yeah, I'll be a bit of Like, the, the business so far, I thought to myself, you know what, like, I think Ben White's a good player. Uh, I'm not like, I've got no issue with it, you know, if a player costs 50 million, that's what they cost now. It's sort of, but the, the fees now, I'm never going to understand like different fees. So it doesn't really make much difference. And I, and I thought we need it, you know, another centre half in. We've got, you know, you've got Tavares at the left back. We needed cover for Tierney. That'll do. We brought in uh, La Congo by all means, it seems very highly rated. And it's like, right, we're, you know, it's another body in central midfield. But it's like the other signings. And, and I, you know, there's the sort of, at one point you're thinking, well, the problem is they just no one wants our shit. 
Yeah. And that's that's a problem in the, in any market. This isn't just football. You know, unless they start advertising Bellerin on Facebook Marketplace, <laughs> no one's taking him. <laughs> unless we go, right, you can have him for free if you pick him up outside the Emirates. It's not, that's not how it's going to work. You're going to struggle to get a buy-in. It was the same, you know, I know, I know Roma came in for Xhaka, but by all accounts, that offer was so, I mean, you can't just sell them for stupid money. So I'm not really sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It doesn't, it feels like we're not, we're a way off, I think, from having a squad that you'd be happy with. And certainly I think, I also think as well creatively, I think we've got a problem up front because yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. everything I've seen of Aubameyang that last season, but in pre-season as well, there is nothing I've seen from him that makes me think that he mm-hmm. is he's going to be, he's going to hit the ground running against Brentford. I hope that this time next week, I've been talking absolute bollocks, but that doesn't, I'm I'm concerned up front as well, to be honest with you. Same. Yeah. Very concerned. I mean, it's, it's no, I think it's no coincidence. Is it Josh that at the moment, the, a lot of the rumors, the transfer rumors are about strikers. I mean, they are, and you would have thought a couple of months, I mean, you know, when we, when, when we re when we gave the new deal to Aubameyang, back when he was like so obviously one of our greatest player and a massive star and was absolutely brilliant. But the last season was so awful for him. I know he had the illness and everything and, and he had, but it does look, he just doesn't, he looks a shadow of the player. And clearly the club is like, well, Lacazette isn't the long-term answer. We've got to start looking at strikers. That's must be why we're looking at Tammy Abraham and, um, you know, other options up front. Yeah, goals-wise, we were massively off it last year, weren't we? I'm just looking up here. 55 goals in the league, which, you know, even even Tottenham, 13 goals more. Uh, everyone, of course, above us, even even Leeds United scored more goals, same number of goals as Villa. So um, it was the the obvious uh, area of the pitch that, that needs improving. But I'm not convinced there's a... I mean, is Tammy Abraham, does that excite us right now? It feels like yet another Chelsea player who, you and know, they young. don't want... He's fairly young, isn't he, Tammy Abraham? Unlike the other Chelsea players, we saw. he's not, he's not like um, you know, it's not like it's not like signing a thirty-year-old useless att- yeah, attacker. But in, you know, like there's something in taking yet another player who you know. I mean, it's not even like he. I mean, he was really binned off last year, wasn't he? You know, in terms of like impact on on their first team under under Tuchel. I, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't excite me um, hugely. I, the the bigger problem is what is exactly what you're saying, Alex. In terms of who's going to take our players and at proper fees. Do you know how many players we've sold for twenty or more million in like the last four years? It, it's one. It's one. It's Iwobi is like the only player we've really got rid of for proper money. Even Martinez now getting rid of him for fifteen million looks looks ridiculous. Well, considering especially the if you're going to try and buy Ramsdale for what forty million. Oh god! Really get started on that. I genuinely that so, that movement within the space of twelve months epitomizes everything that is wrong with that football club behind the scenes and how it's being done on the pitch. That is fucking insanity. That I, yeah, I agree. And there's got that, to be that happens. It is. Fucking insane. We're at the point, aren't we, now, where we desperately need that backup goalkeeper. I mean, yesterday there was a moment when Leno was injured and he was down, and you're like, oh my God, this is it. This is this. And it's, of course, they need to buy someone. I don't know why the fuck they're they're trying to buy him when there must be a lower league. There must be a perfectly decent Division One 
goalkeeper who is not going to be that expensive. You just just find the best one with the best stats, and you know, to me, it's like it's it's like a no brainer. It can't be that hard, can it? And yeah, yeah, a lot for a backup, a goalkeeper. lot, especially when we haven't got any any much money, and we desperately need creativity it, to buy creativity. It just can't be right. It can't, no. I, I can't believe that that's the direction again. Is it? In a time when money's tight, they're going to spend forty million on a backup goalkeeper. Unless they're thinking at some point, Leno will go. Like in a season's time, I don't, I don't really know what the what the deal is there. And as I said, I, I get, you know, I mean, they're not bringing him in to be number one, are they? And if they are, then why the hell did they keep Leno last season and not and not Martinez? Because Martinez had another good season. He had a good season. Oh, it's great, absolutely great. Yeah, and it's like, um, how much is Martinez worth now? So it's like I just, yeah, he's worth forty million. We should try and get him for forty million. Let's get him back. <laughs> <laughs> do that deal. I mean, they Gaston Villa kept coming in for fucking Emil Smith Rowe. So why shouldn't we start? You know, making yeah, ludicrous I, I, bids? Yeah, it just seemed that that sort of stuff does seem strange, and that's kind of bubbling along the side. But I, I think that, and it's the sort of thing as you could tell when I talked about. It then it's just another thing to annoy you and rankle with you. Yeah, as a fan. yeah. But the bigger it, problem is the fact that there are certain players who, you know, you you. I don't want to keep digging him out. I thought Jacques had actually had a decent Euros when he played against France. Oh, yeah. It's one of the best games I've seen him have, but. He was uh, in the team of the tournament, wasn't yeah, he? he was, yeah, so he's officially now. He, Jacques is officially one of the two best central midfielders in Europe. I mean, basically. That so. is, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but then you know those those sorts of players that you're moving on. No, Willock looks like he's off. And yeah, he's going. Yeah. Again, it? it's like well, if we're if we're struggling to to get people in, then I get it. Seems a strange one to sell, but then we need money, and that is twenty twenty something million, isn't it? That's half decent money. It's quite decent money in the current market for a player who's not a guaranteed starter. But then there's so many of them. You like you think about Maitland Niles. Like what's not what, what's what's the deal there? There's like Maitland Niles. You've got Unketia. What are they doing there then? Yeah. Balogun. They gave him. They fought to give him that new deal. What's it? What's his deal? What's what's going on with him? There's yeah. so many like. <laughs> Kind of unknown. And Ketty and Balogun have the same agent, don't they? Rather awkwardly as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ketty actually has looked fairly bright at what I saw of him in the yeah. future. He but, right. but, but we've got to sell him, haven't we? That's Nketi is like a player you think he's he must be one they're desperately trying to sell and move on with Balogun kind of taking his place, if you like, in the pecking order. Um, but it yeah, seems just, with, with Willock, there seems to be some movement there, doesn't there, in the last few days? He well, seems, Ornstein he said it's a go, done deal. Ornstein yeah. said it's a done deal. Yeah, I mean, if and for more than 20 deal. million. So, yeah. Good. Good. If the decision is that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Take him, you know, sell him while he's hot um, and, and sell it for a, a proper fee and, and reinvest that. Or, you know, arguably it's already been reinvested given the net spend already this summer. Oh, so, can I just ask, what's going on with Terreira? I keep oh. looking on his Instagram. <laughs> I know that he played the Copper America. But is he just not? Is he in, is he just not knocking about at the moment? Because I don't know. I do know going. the answer to this one. On. So the answer is he ha- couldn't come direct um, into England. He had to go to a country from which he could then travel oh, into. Yeah. Oh. He's gone to Spain, yeah. uh, so it's COVID related. So he's been doing training in Spain, but I think he is he is due soon. Um, Look, I mean, that's a strange one because a year ago when he went to Atletico, it was very much, you know, expected, well, loan turns into transfer. And he, he didn't do enough to win himself a, a transfer. So he sort of ended up sort of sheepishly back with us. So, yeah, it's another one that hasn't quite worked out. And Imagine you wonder we can what have... will happen with Guendouzi. It's the same situation, shipped out, you know, on loan again. 
Well, well, but he, he is at least Gwendouzi is at least on loan, isn't he? I mean, he is he is on loan. Yeah, so but that's it's not transfer; it's loan again. Oh, I know, I know. But what well, I'm saying, but we're going to be in the really freakish situation, aren't we? If it's been theory of Torreira coming back to the training ground alongside like El Nenny, it's going to be like like you know, it's going to be like going back in time, like I back to the. Gwendouzi was was like alone, and they they definitely are buying him at the end of it. No, it not like definitely. Him. No, that was oh. misreported. I think it wasn't. It? it was misreported. Oh. Some people, yeah, it was. Oh, they've God, got an option to. I I'll be honest with you. I didn't think I'd come on this podcast and it would get worse. In the first 15, 20 minutes. It is ridiculous. Yeah. It is at- when Doozy was gone on loan and then they buy him next. No, no. Oh. We oh, could right. be in the situation. Yeah, we've got um, William still still with us. William, I mean, that was like, oh, he's going to Miami or whatever. A week after the season ended, I remember. They were saying, he's still fucking, and not in the squad at all yesterday. I mean, at least, so I take like, from that, I take the positive that, you know, Arteta at least now knows that William is a fucking disgrace and he cannot pick him. But I mean, he's still, we're still I mean, paying him 200 grand a week. Looking at him in that Hibernian game, he looked like he'd been to Miami, but he certainly hadn't been playing football there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now, I genuinely thought that was a photo. I, I had to go back and check because I honestly thought that someone's photoshopped belly on him. And then it was like, nah, nah, that's him. And it's like... It was incredible. To and, add to the, the general mystifying um, yeah. insanity of the whole of that whole trans- transfer, and William still being with us, he also managed to put on weight, notably. I mean, I don't want to be a body fascist, but he's a professional footballer. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, no. I, but look, I ain't one to talk, but then, you know, you're not expecting me to, to produce a good... For the Arsenal this season, so and also for a player who kind of last season oh. at times his attitude and commitment was questioned. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Turn up and just go. Yeah. This season, this season will be better. Talking of which, right? Talking of sorry, just like I, I want to address this issue, Edu. Who is you know our what is he our whatever his title is technical I don't know technical director is he or something whatever basically his job is isn't it part of it, part of his job is to get these play this is to change the team and to build on the squad and to get some fucking signing sorted and I've, we've seen more pictures of him on more holidays on Instagram right? some of them have been his Insta some of them have been other you know the Super Eight Instas but it doesn't look good does it and I know and I'm, I'm already like slightly regret taking it too seriously but equally. If I was Edu, I'd be like, keep your head down, keep your head down, fucking spend every minute of the day, you know, trying to do a deal, trying to find these players, trying to ship these play- useless play- shit players out, not have your picture taken on some yacht with these fucking idiots. It's re- I think it's a really bad look, I have to say. Did you see, though, the, there was uh, Edu's son did an interview of some kind, uh, I think with like Guna Talk, and he was referring to how he gets hundreds of messages every week of uh, fans sort of, you know, telling him what players his um, father should buy. And there was this quote in it that my dad spends more time on phone than he does with the family during a holiday. And I, I'm sort of inclined good. to say, bloody right. <laughs> yeah. Right, good. Yeah, I don't want I him mean, off that phone until we've yeah. got rid of William, got rid of Kolasinac and a couple of others and, and bring in, bring in yeah, some also, better players. By the looks of it, he's not on his phone doing work. He's on his phone on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's, hey, it's crazy. How many other, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know the fuck Spurs' technical director is, but I, I, I'm very, I'm just guessing that they're not on, you know, on Instagram every fucking day showing us their holidays. Maybe there was a, isn't there a new guy who's just come in to be uh, Spurs technical probably, director? Probably. Uh, Paratici, yeah, Fabio <laughs> Paratici. And there was a story about him um, that he, he didn't want to be on WhatsApp or something. They had to persuade him to download WhatsApp so he could communicate with his colleagues. No, I mean, so I prefer that. But he's Clearly. probably the opposite. Yeah, he's the <laughs> he doesn't opposite. want to spend yeah. any time yeah. on his phone. 
Yeah. Let's tr- let's look at some positives though, right? Let's the new signings, right? So White White looked great. Yes, I have to say, you know, I, I, I as you said, Alex, you know, spending fifty million on a, on a defender since seemed to be a priority. But when you look at it now, with Gabriel, Gabriel seems to be out quite long term for a start, so that's worrying. Um, Saliba, we sent off, you know, a great, I mean, I can't even get into that. That makes me angry as well. He's gone back on loan, um, in France and now we're looking quite thin at the back, you know? So I think, thank God we've got, um, Wyatt. Pablo Mari exactly covered himself in glory. Did he <laughs> he did not cover himself no. in glory. He looked terrible. So yeah. static. So, but Ben White had a great, I thought he looked really good, you know, bringing the ball out to the halfway line. He just gave us a whole different option. I think Ben White's got. And also, I, I thought he played all right when he was playing in some of the games for England in the in the friendlies yeah. in the lead yeah. up to the Euros. I think he's from uh, like low, all the Leeds fans were desperate to get him back for last season because he'd been so good for them, albeit in the Championship. He's gone back to Brighton. He's had a he's had another decent season. Um, obviously, fifty million. Look, you're paying a premium for a player, but. He's young, he's English. The, the comparisons with Varane annoy me because I can get... It's like, well, United have paid less for Varane and he's won a World Cup. But it's like, yeah, but what wages is he going to be on? So that's not like even yeah. smart going there. Also, they're in the Champions League and we're not. So there's no point even like comparing it. Um, I, I just think, yeah, it's a good player. And look, I know there was this big last season whereby, you know, the defence... What was it? The third best defence? Second yeah. best defence in the league? Third, yeah. Third best defence in the league. And like, so why are we why are we spending big big on that? But I think this it's a long term signing. I, I see it as a good, yeah. a good thing. I don't. I never had any problem. I was just hoping that there'd be others that was kind of yeah, absolutely yeah. And Lukonga, who who um, I think he has to start on Friday in the in the game. You know, he has to start ahead of Nelneni. Look, also looked really promising yesterday. Josh, did you see much of him? He looked. You know, there were moments in the first half we played pretty well. I have to say, and particularly that the, the, those two looked really good. And Lukonga was clearly trying to make an impression and was going. He, he tackled did some great tackling, some great interceptions. Some, you know, yeah. and, and and looked at, and looked like he was trying to play positively forward all the time, which is a major departure from Nelneni for a start. So he's only twenty one. And I have no idea. I can't imagine. Well, maybe when they brought him, you know, they thought, oh, we're going to throw him straight into the first team. But, you know, with, with um, you know, with our injuries, et cetera, I'm sure he, I think he has to start, doesn't he, on Friday? Yeah, I, I guess we can't be completely blinded by going, just because we bought one player 15 million means he isn't going to definitely be good enough for the, the first team. I mean, it doesn't automatically work like that. I, I listened to a few interviews at the time he was purchased from Belgian uh, football journalists and, and the expectation did seem to be squad player, certainly sort of in his first year at Arsenal. But with the situation we're in, I mean, look, hard to say from pre-season, but I really thought particularly interceptions and I don't know, it is, it's easy to have moments where you think, well, you know, get quite, quite excited about it, but I, I'm with you. I, I think from what we've seen in pre-season, there's enough there to, you know, not, you know, he won't look out of place, will he, in a, an Arsenal Premier League team? And, um, yeah, get him straight in. I think I'm... I'm, I'm I mean, we know what Elneny can and can't do with the more, more of an emphasis on can't, wouldn't he? I, I mean, if we, if we start... I have to say, if he starts... If, if um, Arteta starts with Elneny and Xhaka as El midfield on Friday, I well, think that is a happen. big... It could happen, couldn't it? Yeah, I think it could. I'd, I'd like to see the Conga start. I'd like to see the Conga play. Um it's a depart, you know. We, he said, "We know what we get with El Nene, and it's all right." Have you come to terms, Alex, with the fact that Xhaka is back with us and has signed a new well, contract? Bear in mind, not only is he back with us, we're now talking about the other option next to him. Yeah. Like, so at one point, it was like there wasn't going to be a Xhaka there, 
Yeah. And it's now, now we're back talking about, well, he's vital. He yeah. has to start. So he's, yeah. he's one of our first names on the team sheet. And it's mad because, you know, towards throughout most of the Euros, I thought, oh, we're going to get rid of him. So we're going to get in. And again, with, with Xhaka, he's had his, he's had his moments of, um, you know, quality for us, but you kind of, it, there's always something that will let him down, isn't there? And it's like, I don't know. Uh, obviously, you know, I'd hope to you never know. He might, the penny might finally drop. He might stop doing stupid shit. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, he, he gets so much grief, obviously, from a section of us. Not as bad as what, what is made out sometimes, I must say. He's not. Yeah. No, he, he gets some criticism, but I mean, what's he had now? Five seasons at Arsenal? In the, I'm just looking here. Not in, in, in every single year, he's played over 40 games in all competitions for the club. Like there has been a, a really impressive level of you know, sort of consistency in him getting selected by by manager over, over five years. And uh, I suspect we're, we're in for that again. I agree with you. And it was, I mean, we shouldn't be upset he had a great Euros. Like, we, we, sh- we should be pleased he, he had a great Euros. Yeah. And, and if he hadn't have had a great Euros, there's a player if he, there. If he hadn't have had a great Euros and we still have signed him again, and that because uh, that Rome deal didn't happen, then I think there wouldn't have been. I, I actually think his Euros kind of saves the whole situation in a way. And I think it makes it much easier to deal with because he showed that. And I think we've already always known this in a way that he can play three in five games really kind of really well. And I think he, he, the second half of last season, even, even his negativity seemed to be dissipating a bit and seemed to create some good midfield opportunities section. I thought he did really well, but you just know that two out of every five games or one, or, or you know, every fifth game is going to do something as Alex was referring to so fucking stupid that it's going to ruin what he does the rest of the time. Like yesterday, or, I mean, the, the joke of him getting booked every game is, is now just, Fact. I mean, he gets booked every single game, and he got booked yesterday for a terrible, a frankly terrible foul. I thought it was awful, and that was that was classic Shaka. And then he's like, you know, trying to pretend he didn't do it. But apparently, you know, you listen to. I was talking to a, friend, a football journalist friend of mine. They love him. They, the reason they resigned him, you know, I was told is Arteta loves him. He loves everything that he gives in the dressing room. The young players love him. The Zuckers and the Emil Smith Rose. You know, he's such a kind of like force of positivity, apparently, in the dressing room. And he's so kind of kind and works so hard with all, with all the, with the, the rest of the team that they, that they genuinely love him. That's why I think he's, they've, they've, they, they haven't sold him to Roma, apart from the fact that the, the money wasn't offered enough. So I'm kind of coming to terms with it, just about. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, look, the, the problem that Xhaka has within Arsenal fans is he's part of a, a side that has been mediocre. That's yeah, it. Right. Exactly. He he is associated with mediocrity. That is it. And, yeah. and at times he he's been guilty of it himself. Yeah, he'll have a few good games, but as I said, there's he is almost like that poster boy of it's just not good enough. Yeah, yeah you're, that, you're exactly that, right. Yeah, he's symbolic, he, isn't he? He symbolizes. Yeah, I feel the, like sometimes I know even I dug him out of the sub. I feel like Bellerin's a bit like that, even though I I love I you know I love him as a personality. But again, he's, you know, he's kind of synonymous with that. Well, are we ever going to get better if we, we're sticking yeah. with Bellary? Yeah. And, that, and that's a sort of... And before we go to the break, a quick break, what do you think of his tash? Bellerin's tash. <laughs> I mean... It's not, I mean, again, it's... I, I don't think it's, that's what's putting people off signing him. <laughs> I mean, maybe. It may be. I don't know. Yeah, all right. That's fair. Um, I thought he was he was quite poor yesterday as well. But anyway, um, we'll talk more about we'll try and we'll talk more about what we how we think are still gonna do this season after this break.
and we're back from the break. Can we just address the the um, the who we might sign? With Mad- the Madison rumors aren't going away, right? And I watched. So I watched that Leicester game. Um, the the uh, the um, what's it called? The Charity Shield now. Community, Community Shield. Shield. Community Shield. And he was really good. I mean, he's really really good, James Madison. I, I I kind of I don't pay that much attention to players from other teams sometimes. And um, again, a lot of people are saying to me, actually, James Madison is really really good. He's one of the best options, you know out there for Arsenal. But how, why would he sign for Arsenal? Why, you know, I was like, why in the hell? Leicester clearly better than us. They've kind of got, I would say, a better manager who seems to get a lot out of that team. And we're low, significantly lower than them in the league. I think they've kind of got a better team than us. Um, but apparently he is really keen on Arsenal. He's still, uh, I'm, you know, Alex, is it, are we? Well, you think? Mind. I mean, I know like the team's not, it's not amazing at the moment. We're still a big club. I know. It's still like, you know, with all due respect to like Leicester, do you want to live in Leicester? Do you want to live in London? Do you want to like yeah. play, uh, uh, you know, I, I think with Arsenal, there's always that hope. Well, we're, we're a big club, so you kind of hope that we'll, we'll get back to that level. And I think we, it's almost sometimes, uh, I, I get the impression sometimes people with their attitude towards Leicester is, oh, it's just a matter of time before they go back to being mediocre again. But they <laughs> yeah. haven't. They And they do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they do have a good, they do, they have got a good side and a, and a decent manager. And it's, yeah, I, I mean, obviously I'd, I'd love us to sign him. Um, I, I read that report and I'm sure it's probably rubbish where we literally offered them like everyone. Yeah. You can have like, basically, I don't know whether, <laughs> if, if this is true, I genuinely can't believe that Edu sat there and just gone to Arteta, tell you what we haven't thought of yet. Should we just offer everyone to Leicester to get Madison? Should we just... So who, 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 who are we trying to get rid of? Mate, Lenars, he can go in. We'll just give him everyone. And then that way, we get all of them off our books. And then we just get one really good player back. How's that grab you? And it's like, I, I can't believe that report is true, that they just went, yeah, you can have all of them. Yeah, and get, uh, yeah just chuck him in. Mate, <laughs> Lenars, like, you know, all of them. Willock. Do you want Willock? We'll give you Willock. It's like, do you know what I mean? So who else do you, who else do you like the look of? And I'm Lassenach. sure. Lassenach. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Rara. It's Rara. Jesus Christ, is Lassenach still at the club? Yes, he's still with us. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. <laughs> None of the, this, not only has there not been a revolution, there hasn't been any fucking, even beginning of an evolution. We're still with the I same fucking squad. It Sometimes there's people you've, we're now at the stage where we've got so much dead with that you're yeah. forgetting about it. Exactly. Exactly. And people go, right, right. People say to me, oh, you know, look at Chelsea have got like about 11 players who are deadwood, but they, Chelsea won the Champions League. They're fine. They're absolutely fine. They're one of the richest clubs in Europe. Same with Liverpool. Same with, you know, all, all, that, all those teams can deal with the fact that they've got loads of deadwood. It doesn't yeah. matter to them. We can't deal with them. We need to fucking get rid of these people. No, because our wood ain't that good. Let alone yeah. the We've got the deadest deadwood. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Oh God. I was trying to be positive with enough. No, but J- James Madison, Boyd. I mean, yes. Arsenal is still going to be able to offer bigger wages, and that wages, is a yeah, huge yeah. factor. But True. this is a player who has played once for England two years ago, and is going to cost us sixty million quid. Like it's, it's that's our level now, isn't it? We're, we're yeah. buying these kind of on the. You couldn't even get in in the England squad, obviously for for Euros, where the you know there were a few injuries as as well. So you know, there's there's a lot of hype about him, and it'll be a good signing. I think Arsenal fans will be pleased. It's just, I don't know. Do you know what? I we're like I... nostalgic about the days where we bought like established internationals who just went, yeah, like I know what you're saying. Brilliant. 
I know what you're saying, but on the other hand, all I'd say about James Madison is right. He's 24, so he's prime, absolutely in the prime of his, you know, of his career. He he's an attacking midfielder in a kind of in a position. If you think of him like, and, and I think he said he wants to play. You know, he's a kind of wants to be a bit box to box, and you know, I just think we haven't got a player like him really, right? You know, and he's a the other really, thing. The other thing to say is also just on the England point, if you're being fair, yeah. you go Foden, you go Grealish, right. Sterling, exactly. Sancho. There are exactly. a lot of Saka. people. Right? Yeah. But I just think that kind of signing, a major, it's a major, this is why, I mean, I'm not, I don't think it's going to happen in a million years. Like, the reason why I don't believe it's happened, because it would be such an unarsenal thing to do to sign a really good, a big name player from a club that's done really well, who's a young, young star in his mid-20s, who's English, and it's kind of exactly what we need right now. A bit of creative, just something different in midfield. I think that's why I just can't imagine it happening, Alex. I mean, I just think, yeah, no, even I though you have reservations like, about him, but it'd be such a... Ma- the other thing with Madison last season is he, he got it, when he got injured, like Leicester had, they, you know, they had a few injuries. So like, uh, you had like James Justin, I remember him getting injured, but Madison got injured as well. When he got injured, that was, that was a big, that was a big problem for you. He'd been playing really well for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Up until he got injured, and it was kind of yeah. I think that's one of the, another one of the big reasons why he didn't make the Euro squad. Also, didn't he mess about and get like done break COVID rules? Wasn't oh, it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think ones. you're right. Yeah. That. So they, they had a couple of problems with him. I think when he got injured, he might have like you know, like anyone, I suppose he he might have uh, kind of lost his head a little bit. But yeah, it's um, it's a weird one. I think with the England squad thing. I mean, let's be honest. I don't think Southgate really wanted to put Grealish on half the time, but he did. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be mean, bloody hard. And the Grealish has just gone for 100 mil. So yeah. it's, it's going to be hard for Madison to get anywhere near it. If, like, literally Southgate's just, like, looking at the bench, just going, who can we put on here? <laughs> yeah. All right, okay, Grealish. You can... yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he brought Zachary on before Grealish, didn't he, in the, yeah, in the final, I believe. And yeah. it was like, he, did, he, he always felt that he was reluctant to... to Very much. Him. So the yeah. idea of Madison getting in that squad is, it seems a bit a bit of a tough one. But I think, you know, I think it'd be a good signing. Don't get me wrong, it'd be a, a great sign. I just can't see how that how it's going to happen no, unless same. they were waiting for Willock to, to move on and they've gone, right, well, if we, you know, once a Willock deal's done, they'll go, right, yeah. let's, let's move in, in for Madison. Um, the other option is Odegaard, isn't it? Still, there's still, still that still seems a possibility that, that you know. Yeah, I like, so, like, the, the, the other thing with Odegaard is that he was good. And I suppose it's, you can't really judge him on, fully on just one loan but it's like I don't know he was all right he he had a few good moments but it was nothing that was like when when it looked like he was standing at Real Madrid I wasn't sat there to stand ah what but uh, it was he was good but I'm not I wasn't fully convinced oh my god we need to go all out and get him um, Would, yeah, I, I, I liked him. What I, what, I, I think there were games when he played, when he first joined, and he still, and, and Emil Smith-Rowe played as well. There was a few games from memory where he played those two, uh, and, you know, we had some real creativity behind the strike. When he started playing Aubameyang in the middle and got a group of three or four players behind, and that seemed to work really well, and then he got injured, and he wasn't, I don't yeah, remember when he, he came back. Yeah, he did, he did get injured as well, didn't yeah. he? It was the big yeah. difference. Josh, what do you think of the Odegaard? Do you think, well, who would you rather have, Odegaard or Madison? James Madison. I, prob- I probably would rather It'd be more exciting, James I think, Madison. wouldn't it? I yeah. Because we've seen what Odegaard could do. I think it would be exciting if we got Madison. I just can't, I can't, but I mean, I would be, 
I'd be very, I'd be bowled over if we got Madison. Would you go to Snappy Snaps with a picture of James Madison the I mean, day almost, after we sign him? Almost. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I would, yeah. But look, it's like, you know, there, there are positives in there. There are, you know, the, the Bukai Saka is, is a positive. Smithrow, you know, that I, ne- I never for a moment thought we were going to sell him to Villa, if I'm no. honest. I always thought no. he was going to sign a new deal. And, you know, I think there are positives in there. It's a shame that Partey got injured because he was looking... Such a shame, yeah. He was looking strong, wasn't he? He looked great, um, yeah. And that was... All, that was out for a few weeks, isn't it? it was, well, I think they said in three weeks he'll be back in training. But you know what? Arsenal injuries, that means like, you know, six weeks, doesn't it, at least? Isn't that with Partey, was it he didn't get barely injured at all four years at Atletico? Yeah, I know. Like that. And then he comes yeah. over and he's, it's been really stop start for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, there are positives. And when he has played, he, he's still done well. And do you, do you think Saka, do you think he's going to pick Saka on Friday in the Brentford game? Or do you think he's going to be there to consider it too soon? I don't think he will. I think he'll consider it too soon. I, I mean, he may do, but it's not, he's not had much kind of time, has he, really, pre season wise? Um, hmm. But then the he, one. F- one thing about Xhaka, though, isn't it? I mean, he doesn't get injured very often. He is, he's pretty much always available. I mean, you know... We, oh, I was thinking Saka. Sorry, not Xhaka. <laughs> I'm thinking Saka oh. to play on Friday. Right. Okay, we'll edit yeah. that bit out. Yeah. I, I, I agree, no, on... on, on I was, yeah, because I think Granite Xhaka is definitely... Uh, oh, he's, he's definitely, definitely playing. playing. Yeah. yeah. If the question yeah, is Saka. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saka, no, it's got to be too early. There's no point. I mean, he's been... I, th- I don't agree. Back. I think he's going to play him. He, I, I don't he think came on. What... A, and the he other one's on Martinelli. Yesterday. Well, Martinelli, that is, I mean, Martinelli. Fresh from he, his Olympic gold. He's yeah, getting training today. Yeah. Um, but he's a different one, isn't it? Because he's been playing. He's just obviously had a long flight, but he's been playing and, you know, must be well, he didn't play know, in the on final. absolute cloud nine. But he's been part of the squad. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he must be on cloud nine. So you wonder if actually there's a role for him, even though he's only just come back from, from the remember how Remember how reluctant Arteta was to play Martinelli? I could never understand that. But I hope he, I, I mean, you'd, you'd hope he, but I think with Zaka, I'm going to, I'm predicting he's going to play him on Friday. I just think, first of all, I think it was a real, I, I can't imagine that he really wants to persevere with Aubameyang out wide and Lacazette out front I think I just think that thing to start the new season with that again which I think is what we ha- he'd have to do if Saki doesn't pick Saka Saka came on yesterday after what 60-65 minutes he looked absolutely fine he looked perfectly fresh he's, he's gonna he's gonna be saying isn't he to Arteta Saka but he's not gonna be going oh yeah I'm not ready yet he's gonna be going I'm totally ready play me I've had a little rest or it's all I need I, I think he's gonna play him I really do against Brentford do you think we'll get a good season out of Pepe I hope so. He looked a bit back to like, he looked a bit back to dodgy Pepe yesterday, I have to say. He didn't look great, but I really hope so. Because there, um, there was that hope, wasn't there? Because, you know, he did have a decent finish to the season. Yeah. And I hope that, oh, well, you know, he'll pick it pick it up as soon as, you know, he, and, and again, that that's a big, that would be a big plus for us. Yeah, I think Pepe, I think the Pepe Zucker, Emil Smith-Rowe, behind Aubameyang, that's the that's the ideal at the moment. I, I, I really like Lacazette, you know, and everyone's talking about, like, everyone's talking today, I saw people talking, tweeting today saying, drop Aubameyang, not Lacazette. I really like, I've, you know, I controversially prefer Lacazette to Giroud. I, I kind of love him. I love him as a person. You know, I, I met him at a charity thing he was great and you know he's incredibly handsome and sure but I don't think even and he's been on really good form pre-season better form than Aubameyang because he scored some goals but even then I watched him yesterday I still think I'd rather pay Aubameyang up front in that central I just think assuming Aubameyang can get rid of this kind that he get rid of the, the, the what the problems he had last season I just don't quite feel like Azette 
is the oh, we've got to stop at some point. You know, like I said, being the answer to being our our our, our, our central striker. I just can't see it going on forever and ever. So Fabian is is a problem. Danny. He is a problem. Yeah, it but problem. I just think it's mad to think that a year ago. We're it's never insane, isn't it? remotely close to thinking that. And it's, I think with him, it's his confidence as well. Uh, totally. I, bit, I know, obviously, there's a lot about the new deal, and it, it did, you know, obviously, his form wasn't great uh, after that. But I still think that with him, it's still, it looks completely shot of confidence. Uh, he does. Well. But it can't help these, he's back playing out, out wide again. I, I just think that's oh. like, that's what, that's why I was slightly depressed after that game because I just felt like, We've, we we know this doesn't work. Like you know, with the best will in the world, I, at various points, kind of like the season before when he when he was in good form and scoring loads of goals, even wherever he was playing, we're like he's dealing with the fact that he's playing out wide quite well. But last season it never worked, and I think it's got to be one or the other, and he's got to play those. But anyway, the bigger we, we're running out of time. Let's let's deal with the big issue, Alex. Um, Where do you think we'll come this season? And what do you think? What do you think Arteta has to do? What is the minimum he has to do to not be fucking sacked? I I I think that so much of it came down to what we do with the squad, and I find it hard to believe that with so many of the same sort of players, you're going to all of a sudden get a different tune out of them all, and it will raise up that level. So to me, it doesn't feel like we're going to be. Maybe do you know what? Maybe it won't be as quite as bleak uh, as it was at the start but like Josh I texted you yesterday and we were talking you said about the the topics and I was like Arteta and Eddie gone by Christmas <laughs> and it, that sounds dramatic but I by the way I, I genuinely believe if if one of them goes they both go um but I, I think that I don't know it's I just there's obviously the pessimist in me thinks that if you're you're wanting the same results out of the, the the same set of players. I'm not really sure how much how much you're going to get. And then there's part of me just thinks, well, you know, if obviously Saka and Smith Rowe, you know, they're, they're good attacking players. Aubameyang finds his scoring touch again. Pepe has a better season. If we've got Madison, there's a lot of ifs. Mm. That's the problem. There's a, there's a lot mm. of ifs. And if Partey stays fit, I mean, I love Tierney. We've got a bit of cover for him now in, in Tavares. You know, Lokonga looks like he's... You know, he's going to be promising. Do you really want to be reluctant? There's so many ifs with us. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, that, and that's the problem. Uh, if you said to me now, where do I think we'll, we'll finish? I'd probably say about seventh. We'll get into that. Like, seventh that seventh seems to be the yeah. Europa yeah. Conference League. Um, yeah. Woo! The sad thing was, there's part of me that did think playing without Europe, playing once every week, real time, players should be fresher. Could we have a good go at top four? They were, and that, and that's the frustrating thing because it's like you don't want to be out of Europe. But I mean, they, they'll never be able to use fatigue as an excuse this season. And it's like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I sadly, I think maybe, maybe yeah, seventh or sixth. And if they make a couple of signings, and who, who knows? I, I think. I mean, you, Alex's point about what we do in the rest of the transfer market is also valid. If we look at Spurs, isn't it? I mean, Harry Kane, if he goes. We 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 will expect to finish above them. Like at the moment, I think it's there's nothing really between us, Spurs, Leicester. I think we're all comfortably behind that sort of top four of of the two Manchester clubs, Liverpool, Chelsea. I think we're going to finish fifth, Boyd. I'm I'm being more optimistic. Oh. I think uh, I think we've got got enough in there. And look, it's a big factor. Like a lot a lot less games. I mean that you, you know Europa League and. Um, 
the pressures on the squad is, uh, you know, it's a, it's a valid, complete, like legitimate argument. And I think there's a, there's enough there and enough reason to think we can come fifth, which sounds, it, I mean, it's depressing that that's being positive, isn't it? That's what it's become. And you're talking about Aubameyang, someone that scored 22 Premier League goals the year before last. And he's like 25 to one to be top scorer next year. Like you almost can't, can't believe the situation that's, um, become of us but I'm I'm backing fifth Boyd so do you want to go in the middle you can go six no I'm sticking with seventh I'd be delighted with fifth although you look at it right this is the extraordinary thing about the league last season right is that as shit as we were remember how terrible we were in the first half of the season we still finished only six points off Chelsea in fourth I mean that yeah. is um, uh, unbelievable so I mean if things I, I think I think I think it could go it's like if we don't Sign. Bearing in mind, as I said, the first thing I said in this podcast, pretty much, was we are in creative, creative terms. We're down on. We've got less creativity right now in the first team than we did last season because we haven't yet replaced. You know, we haven't yet replaced Odegaard or got him back. Whatever's going to happen in that position, I just think if that doesn't happen soon. You know, then I, I do think we're in danger because we've got the Brentford game, and then we've got some really difficult fixtures. So I can see the getting getting sacked by Christmas thing as being a reality if we ha- if we if we don't. If we don't kind of back our heads up. Brentford's difficult, and then we've got Chelsea City. Is that yeah. right? Chelsea, Chelsea. Yeah, and you could be in a situation where three games in, and it's like yeah. I know that Chelsea and City aren't you know exactly anything. I also think the way we play is an issue, yeah. isn't it? Because if we were so kind of predictable and tedious and we and that's the problem with yesterday i know it's only a friendly but we look exactly the same so predictable and slow the build-up all of those issues and crossing the ball you know tierney crossing the ball brilliantly to no one you know all of the issues i think if we play better football and he plays the young players and he then never can then i think we will i think we'll be more positive i think you could get away with you know a sixth seventh a seventh in the league but i think we will come seventh probably and now we have to predict the brentford game specifically Josh, there's no way we're not going to have predictions. The only thing that keeps this uh, podcast special. Well, I was just thinking we could do predictions for all 38 games quickly and just get it done in one podcast. <laughs> oh my God, that would be amazing. That. We've only got 38 games, league games to worry about. That's all the European uh, nonsense. True. Do them all. That's just, true. <laughs> I want every prediction. Um, Brentford, I would say we're going to win 2-1 and uh, a, bit of, a bit of shining light for people to get excited about a win on opening night. Alex? I don't know. I, do you know what? I'll go I'll, two one in my head. I don't want to do the same. So, do you know what? I might go. Oh, it's mad because I'm go. I'm flitting between one or three one to us. I'll go. Do you know what? Let's have some positivity. I'll go three three one to us. Three okay. one. Like I'm going to go for a two all thriller. I think it's going to be two all. I just hope and pray. I really we need Aubameyang to score, don't we? I think if he picks yeah. him, I mean, he could pick like, is it over him? It's no. quite possible. Yeah, that, but... the, the end of last season, I think it was one in yeah. his last 11. It was, it was he pretty really, bleak and that was re- sort of early March. So we need He really needs to score. Before we go, thank you so much, Alex, um, for coming on. Because presumably the Paralympics start, don't they? In about yeah, a fortnight. Say, yeah, uh, yeah. We, 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 we start, I think it's August the 23rd, I think our first show is. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it though. Olympics was amazing. Um, Olympics was so good, wasn't great. it? Great. And the, the Paralympics, I, I, lo- I love every, every four years or five as it is this time. It's it's great for us on, on last and leg. People forget the Paralympics was the making of the last leg. The last leg started it, specifically. It, it, it really, it? I felt that when we did it in 2016, it really 
it gave the show such a boost um, off, off the back of it as well. And it's nice to go back to that. So I, and also I just, I love it. So I'm just looking forward to, yeah, to see, seeing, seeing the sport, seeing what cool new legs people have got and stuff. Yeah. Like I, I said before, I, like, I look at it like London fashion week, see what's upcoming. <laughs> with the world of disability. You can pick your new yeah, fashionable like, items. Oh, I like yeah. it. I like his blade, yeah. Mm. I know, what how often How often are you on during the Paralympics? How every night, mate. Every, every night, night. Every yeah, fucking every, night. You're going to be exhausted. the Paralympics, yeah. Uh, 12, 12 shows in a row. That is amazing. Yeah, every night. Wow, wow. Yeah. God. Well, that, good luck. I mean, we'll, I'll be watching. <laughs> it's going to be great, though, yeah. yeah. I could love, love just having 18 hours of Paralympics on every day, plus you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. Cheers, Josh. We're back Thank you, and um, uh, yeah. Oh, let's see. I mean, I'm excited. Friday, by the way, just the whole idea of being the first game in the Premier League is exciting. That's that's, that's me being positive. Top <laughs> of the league on Friday. Top of the league. Even, even if Wherever we draw, we'll be top, won't yeah. we? Apparently. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> see, that's a positive yes. tip we needed. Yes. We should have started with that. Do oh, yeah. Draw Friday, we're top alphabetically. <laughs> there we go. There we go. That that, could, that We'll call that. that would, that'll be the title of the, of the podcast. Cheers. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.